After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Welcome to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, where leaders inspire leaders. Greater Good Radio Hawaii is dedicated to social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Evan Leong, and with me is my co-host, Carrie Leong. Today's guest is John DeFries, CEO and Chairman of the Hokulea on the Big Island Hawaii and President and CEO of Native Sun Business Group. Mr. DeFries is also a member of the Hawaii Community Foundation's Hawaii Office Leadership Council. Please welcome to Greater Good Radio, John DeFries. Welcome to our show, John. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So, John, tell us um, what you're up to nowadays um, on the Big Island, and I know you travel to Oahu a lot. You know, most of my time right now is occupied uh, in Kona, the Hokulea development, which is a 1,550-acre master plan community, which has managed to uh, survive a number of legal and entitlement challenges, now faces a common challenge with the rest of the uh, state and nation, which is having to restructure our finances. as uh, we all learn ways to survive the financial meltdown. Our lead bank is in London and it is going through its own uh, set of challenges but my sense is in the next 60 days we'll have this remedied and the project will be back on its uh, scheduled development process and uh, looking forward to that as well. And can you tell us about your background? Have you always been in development? You know, I was born and raised in Waikiki, so I grew up around the beach, the zoo, the aquarium, and uh, hotels. So the, the early part of my career was in the hotel business, both on the uh, customer service side and the sales side. Eventually got into development, part of a team that developed three hotels in Hawaii between 88 and 93. Always had a fascination and a passion for development. And uh, now I have the opportunity to uh, bring all of those skill sets together uh, in Kona, where I've been living since 1991. How old were you when you first got into the industry? I was uh, 20 years old when I got into the hotel side of it. And uh, for many years traveled as a tour director between all of the islands, uh, hosting visitors primarily from the mainland. Uh, But I will say that uh, engaging with people who come from different places in the world is uh, probably an education that I value greatly, even today. Did you have any big career break? You know, what I had was great mentors uh, along the way who took a chance on somebody who who left high school, uh, went to the University of Hawaii for three semesters, When I left, I had more parking tickets than credits. And along the way, several mentors, typically higher executives in the company, took the time, had the patience, uh, saw some potential, and invested their time and energy and expertise in grooming me. So I'm extremely grateful for that. And uh, I find myself reaching out in the same way to others that I meet. So do you have... uh 
favorite story from one of your mentors and something that made a big difference in your life? You know, back in the uh, late 70s, uh, the Hawaii visitor industry was proliferated with a number of male, uh, male executives. And there was one female executive who was highly respected. Her name was Myrtle Lee. Uh, Myrtle and her husband, Freddie, are today co-owners of the Roy's restaurant uh, group. And uh, Myrtle was one who uh, refused to allow me to just coast through uh, my work activity, constantly challenged me with new assignments, put me in situations where I was constantly in above my head, uh, typically with the parent company, uh, which was Amfac at the time. And uh, uh, that relationship and friendship has sustained itself, so I still get to see her occasionally when she's in Kona, and uh, you know, I'm eternally grateful to uh, her. I didn't realize it at the time. I was uh, young, unfocused, carefree, and uh, she made it a point to uh, help me recognize that there was a potential there and to direct it. So uh, she's one that comes to mind immediately. What are some of the lessons that you think she taught you, especially as a young chap, and only three semesters of college. You know, I, there was a, a group of, uh, of leaders at that point. I'd, I'd have to add with Myrtle Lee uh, two others. One was Lyle Guslander, who was a famous hotelier, and his wife Grace Guslander. I think collectively that group, because they all represented one executive team at that time. What I recall and what I still rely on is there was a strong sense of what it was to become Aina what it was to compete in a uh, global marketplace which tourism is made up of and, uh, and leverage that your ability, your marketability, your market appeal by holding on to a strong sense of uh, identity as Kamaina, people of this land. And uh, this had very little to do with ethnicity, it had more to do with what we had in common as people who identified strongly with being of Hawaii, from Hawaii. And um, uh, separate and apart from the fact that I have Hawaiian ancestry, this larger perspective of what it was to become Aina was probably the single most important thing I learned from that group. Thanks, John. We'll talk more about that after the break. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. How do you sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. 
We're back from break, and today's guest is John DeFries, CEO of Hokulea on the Big Island, Hawaii, and president and CEO of Native Sun Business Group. When you were at UH, did you play football? You know, I had a football scholarship to play, but I frankly lost my uh, passion for the game. And, uh, and actually, I, I was a guy who wasn't prepared to leave after my senior year. In fact, I yearned to go to 13th grade in some way, even though that wasn't there. But, I, you know, when I got to Manoa, uh, the campus, uh, I just wasn't ready to focus on uh, uh, higher education. And uh, although today uh, I would encourage as many Hawaii kids to pursue that because I, when I look back at it, uh, the path I took is not always the easiest. Uh, I, don't, I have no regrets taking it, but I also value what higher education can bring to Hawaii's youth. John, you described yourself as young and carefree in the first section of the show. Um, at what point or what age did you realize that you know you need to focus and this is what you want to do? And it's not about education, but it's about what you have inside of you. You know, uh, I was 28 years old when my father passed away. I'm the oldest at that time of four boys and one girl. Uh, I had a mother who uh, continues to be uh, a role model who managed to meld uh, 60 hours of work, another 20 hours of church work, uh, and raise five children. She inspired me, continues to inspire me, but at that point in time when I lost my father, I realized that there needed to be a seriousness about the future. I was single at the time and uh, traveling extensively in her island. And so it's very easy for me to uh, maintain that carefree attitude because I really had no roots to speak of even within my own hometown. But I would, I would recall that the loss of my father, the passing of my father, had a profound impact on the larger responsibility I had to my immediate family and in subsequent years to the children that my, uh, my siblings have had as well. So what is Native Sun Business Group? You know, it, uh, in 1990, uh, had I remained with the development company I was with, I would have had to go to San Francisco or Florida on other development projects. I was not prepared to do that. And so Native Sun, which is spelled S-U-N, really became, um, Native Sun Business Group became the business vehicle for me to operate from and uh, my initial thought was I would use it as a consulting company for a year, year and a half before I found something permanent or near permanent to uh, grasp onto. 17, 15, 16 years later I, I'm still here. It's, I, I still utilize it as a, a business entity. Uh, technically, the owners of Hokulea have retained Native Sun to perform the functions of CEO and president. So it provides me some flexibility and uh, uh, it allows me to outsource work to uh, friends I trust in the industry, I have a lot of respect for. But it was a means of preserving my autonomy and in certain cases like Hokulea, uh, I've immersed myself 
to the point of keeping Native Sun somewhat transparent, because Hokule is so encompassing uh, uh, an assignment that uh, it's really not, Native Sun's identity is not as important publicly for me as it is a uh, private company. Do you ever have a dilemma that you have, you know, Native Hawaiian blood and ancestry, and then you're developing land? You know, I, there was a point in my uh, career where that dilemma, you know, which is, in my opinion, it's the entry into the learning curve in this field. Is like any Native Hawaiian or Kamaian of any ancestry for that matter, when you, when you start working with land development in Hawaii, my hope is that you cross paths with that dilemma because it causes you to... Uh, to reach for a deeper understanding of yourself and a deeper understanding of the land. Land is finite, you know, in the context of islands, be it Hawaii or any place else. And the manner in which we use our, our lands uh, is going to determine, you know, for generations, the health of the society of any given point in time. And um, uh, I can recall the days when this became an internal struggle, issues having to do with important historical sites, burial sites, uh, all of that produces a context in which you're dealing with every aspect of yourself. That part of you that is academically trained, professionally trained, and that part of you which runs with your genealogy. And for me personally, I'm grateful for that stretch because it's enabled me, in, in my opinion, to make better decisions uh, in the field. I was once asked, that, at Hokulia specifically, because of my Hawaiian ancestry, two people recognize that this may be the toughest job to be in, to be in the midst of all of this cultural adversity, if you will, and still have to meet the goals of a commercial development. And, you know, my response at the time and, I, and my response today would be, maybe it's the second toughest job. The toughest job for me would be to watch somebody else who was not of Hawaiian ancestry doing it. Because I actually believe that the ancestry and the upbringing uh, has prepared me to uh, grow in this field and uh, assert the things that we've learned be humbled by the, th the mistakes that we have made along the way, but it produces an intense learning environment. And uh, at my age, I'm grateful for the fact that my learning curve in many ways is still vertical. Thanks, John. We'll talk more about that after the break. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Is the greatest part of your workday the leftover lasagna you packed for lunch? Is it quickly becoming apparent that you and everyone you know are smarter than your boss? Just how satisfying is it to wear an untucked shirt on Fridays? 
It's time you stopped filling a position and started being fulfilled with a job that excites you every day, not just payday. And now is the perfect time to demand more of the work week. The Honolulu Star Bulletin and Midweek work with Monster so you can live up to your potential right here. Your calling is calling. Find it at starclassifieds.monster.com. You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Today's guest is John DeFries, CEO of Hokulia on the Big Island, Hawaii. Mr. DeFries is also a member of the Hawaii Community Foundation's Hawaii Office Leadership Council. You know, John, you were talking about kama'aina being really important to you and um, how you made your decisions when you were younger because your mentors had taught you that. And a lot of the whole, um, Hawaii's leaders had talked about how to make sure that we build our community. So can you tell us about how you started getting involved uh, with community service more locally and why you did it? And if somebody talked to you, talked to you about why it was important. You know, for me, it starts really early because I grew up in a Hawaiian congregational church. And so fundraising was uh, fundamental from the time we were old enough to walk. Uh, because you have to sustain yourselves. And as you grow professionally, uh, that outreach takes many forms, you know, be it United Way or, or uh, some of the more immediate nonprofits we have in Kona. One of the things you recognize in business is that cash is one currency, one form of currency that makes the community, uh, contributes to community health. It's not the only currency, and oftentimes we measure uh, uh, to a greater extent than necessary uh, financials as uh, uh, the, the basis upon which we uh, judge a certain circumstance. So I grew up early understanding that there were currencies other than cash. What does that really mean? Well, that means that uh, compassion, that means uh, recognizing uh, those, especially volunteers and staff people, who oftentimes go very much unnoticed in our communities, are there 24 hours a day making sure that well-needed services are being delivered. And, uh, and frankly, they constitute the real base of heroes that we have in our communities, especially in a setting like Kona. And so when, when business can help to partner and leverage those efforts, in our case we do, at Hokulia, we do a monthly golf tournament to benefit uh, a nonprofit, you know, on our island. It's been an extremely successful program. Uh, we're like f approaching, we just passed five years, and we've just crossed the $3 million mark in monies raised for the nonprofits. Now, the leverage we provided was this wonderful golf course and a staff that can produce the event. The volunteers, the staff people, the vendors, the contractors, and all of the people who support these causes, the event serves as a catalyst. Everybody comes together, contributes, and then the net proceeds goes to the nonprofit. Beyond the cash contribution, however, Getting to know more about those services, more about the people who, whose passion it is to perform that function and to serve other humans is, is really the, the fiber that holds all of our communities together. Which is one of the reasons why, even though I'm in business, I understand that, that financials are important, 
but they're limited. Without that, the, the health of the fabric and the fiber that comes from the aloha that people feel for one another in our communities, that cash could be squandered. That financial well-being could be squandered. It really has more to do with those things which are intangible that make us what we are as island communities that, that I value tremendously. Do you utilize Hawaiian culture and values in your business practices? And if so, what are they and how are you using them? You know, uh, six years ago, I, my grandmother was age 96 at the time, passed away. And um, I tried to have a conversation on Hawaiian values with her. And she looked at me in a strange way because I realized that the, the whole subject of values and value systems um, we oftentimes unintentionally detach it from the greater whole, which is people who live this way and express it. My grandmother was certainly one of those uh, who did that, and she comes from that generation who did that. What I have found is that best business practices are on a parallel track with Hawaiian values. Uh, it has to do with doing good not only for yourself but for others having an appreciation for the greater whole not just for a subset of the whole and, and so if, if you went down and itemized the latest business teachings on what is the highest and best practices in businesses I have no doubt that it's going to parallel highest and best businesses rarely or never says go out and hurt your competitor so that you get an edge on them. It, it always speaks to uh, focusing on the vision, focusing on how to and getting there as a team, focus on holding people accountable. Those kinds of things are, run parallel not only with Hawaiian culture but, but frankly the more I learn about other people's cultures it you know runs very compatible with those as well. And then it comes back to some fundamentals that we learn as children from parents, grandparents, the kahu or the preacher, the teacher or the coach. You know, there are certain things that, are, that we have the chance to receive when we're that age and we have a chance to teach when we get into those positions. But it comes back to those fundamentals, whether they're Hawaiian values or, or something else, there's a strong compatibility the higher achievement. Thanks, John. We'll talk more about that after the break. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Neptune Nights, we're feeling fine. We're staying cool on Hawaiian time. Neptune Nights, the sunshine in your mouth. For bubble tea supplies in your home, at a party or business, contact Bubble Tea Supply at 948-2622 or online at bubbletea.com. 
How do you sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. Radio.com. We're back from break, and today's guest is John DeFries, CEO of Hokulea on the Big Island, Hawaii, and President and CEO of Native Sun Business Group. Tell me what you thought on, on what Governor Burns said as that, you know, silent sense of insecurity or what, however he said it. You know, this kind of feeling that a lot of people born and raised here have this somewhat of an inferiority complex. You Did know, you have that? It, yeah, well, I, I can uh, cite you a, a clear example. Um, in the first weeks of going to school, I was embarrassed of our family car. But I, I didn't know how to tell my father that. And so I would make excuses to have my father drop us off down at, uh, at that time it was called Chink Store and on Alexander Street. So rather than driving us into the campus, that's where I, I would do it. And then later, you know, I realized that that was, later being like a couple weeks, a couple months later, I realized that that was really not right. And, and I got comfortable with it. But I can remember initially feeling like our car was inferior. Or like, and you know, and, and in the, you're in the eighth grade, you're dealing with all these kind of things, right? So, yeah, I do believe that, uh, that it's easy for island people to feel somewhat separate, and maybe at certain times that translates into inferiority. Um, but uh, the flip side of that is we are separate. There is something special about that separateness. There is a whole legacy of... of uh, Growing up in a uh, communities like ours, and the multi-ethnicity that that it it's comprised of, that I think you know makes us uh, better prepared in some cases to face the world, and and I would just hope that that we're able to impart that my generation is able to impart that to the next generations, that there's no reason to feel second or take the back seat or. And, and have a greater appreciation for the whole, but also have a greater appreciation for the courage and the boldness that it takes to lead and to assert yourself in many cases. It goes back to the earlier conversation about the dilemma as a Native Hawaiian and land use. At some point, I had to feel whole, I had to feel good about the decisions I was making as a being, as a total being. Uh, and uh, that's the gift that comes from being pushed like that, you know, and and being challenged, uh, as opposed to just being able to sit back and skate your way through it. So um, those kinds of uh, life experiences are, are really vital right now. And, and frankly, as we spoke about earlier, the island, the nation, the world has a higher demand for that kind of leadership today. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for joining us today on Greater Good Radio. 
For more information or a transcript of today's show, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. This is your host, Evan Leong and Carrie Leong, saying please join us next time for another episode of Greater Good Radio Hawaii.